Yes, hello there, it's Fred, and I'm already out here going for a walk, and thanks for joining me. Uh, I've come down the edge of a lake uh, and down up to a river estuary at the edge of the lake, and I've managed to make my way up to where I am now, which is higher up this little river, and it's snowing. It's actually melting. The snow's melting. It has it snowed last night, so we have like wet snow and dripping rain everywhere. It's kind of a very wet day, so I'm not out at work. And I'm out here with myself and with you guys if you're here joining me. So <clears throat> currently I've made my way up and around the lake edge to this where the little river estuary flows into the lake. And later, down the edge of this lake, another river drains and it flows out into the ocean. And it's all contiguous rainforest uh, throughout the region here. And it's a relatively flat, low-lying region with a mix of trees, which I'm standing here now, pivoting, and I'm looking at Sitka spruce and lodgepole pine and red cedar and western hemlock and down in the shrub layer the little higher sections away from the river here where it floods is salal and changes to a complex of cedar and with the salal and out here there's tall sedge grasses up to my waist almost and there's red alder, but they are all been nuked by this beaver, which is out here. And I've been observing all his sign. And I managed to locate the, uh, the beaver nest, or the hut, and uh, found that it's active. And you can see where the beaver's been making his way into the f forest, hunting for things to eat. Uh, because this is a primarily coniferous, coniferous forest, not carnivorous, coniferous forest. And he pr primarily likes deciduous bark. But you can see where he's been chewing, even on the cedars. But he does seem to like the uh, alder the best. So all the alders, and crab apples for that matter... Uh, have been and or have been nuked and or are getting nuked and you can see the trails of the otter or not the otter but the beaver as its belly is low to the ground and it's probably dragging its tail quite a bit I can't see this is relatively fresh wet sloppy snow uh, but then they make a definite sort of U furrow which uh, indicates their presence and you can see where they're walking along this one's pretty confident uh, without really any real predators. Like I'm standing here, this is a two-stick zone where there's a, basically I'm at the edge of the river in the estuary under a dead spruce, which has been flooded and dead. And on the edge here, there's some pine and cedar, as I mentioned. And there's a whole bunch of chew sticks here um, at the very edge of where he's been dragging stuff out of the water. And I could pick them up I may do that, and just bring one home to determine what in fact it is. 
Uh, I think it is alder, but it could be some other, maybe crab apple. So, ooh, I hope it doesn't come out here and go after me. But you can see that this one here is, uh, holy smokes, I mean, like, you know, it's it's the size of my uh, pointer finger, not, you know, the one next to your thumb. And it looks like in one chomp, he's chomped it off at a, basically a 45-degree angle with its very sharp teeth. And uh, I can see where he's been dragging himself up under uh, this tree here and up and over these roots coming and dragging himself out of the water. And through these sedge grasses, you can see his well-defined trail basically leading up to where his uh, beaver house is and which is further up I'm walking back now on my way back to, uh, my back trail so now I'm crossing over it's like a little tiny isthmus out here I'm looking straight up the lake which is beautiful there's dripping melting snow out onto like basically a blue gray mirror calm sheer face of the of the um beautiful um, lake surface and the reflection of the the sky. It's all gray and blues. We talked about the colors before and regarding blue jays, etc. and the breast feathers equaling the gray and some of the blues equaling other feathers. That kind of sky is going on right now. And it's also bright shimmering off the snow because a lot of the surface of the surrounding uh, land around the lake is covered in snow. Anyways, I'm walking again and into the beaver den area. And boy, there's just a lot of activity in here. I can see, okay, right here now, I'm walking into, uh, for the first time, this, I've seen it before, of course, lots as a kid growing up, but I have been out here looking at beavers and I, where I am now for quite some time. And so this is the first time for a long time. So anyhow, uh, yeah, you can see where they're pulling up the moss and they're doing, uh, they, they, what they do is they scent, they make these little scent mounds and they build little mounds of mud and sticks and uh, in this case moss as well next to an old chew stick big old chew stick some of them they just they leave around scattered here and there's like now I'm walking over like this place where he's really been working at it and it's just like totally full of chips right like there's chips 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 everywhere on the ground so as though I was out here with my axe and I'm looking at a what I believe to be a big crab apple getting nuked. And the crab apple has uh, probably been here for a long time. It's being shaded out. It's got some licorice ferns and sphagnum mosses growing all over it. And the base of it has been completely almost sheared off by the action of the beaver. But the, uh, and the, but the tree is still hanging there just tenuously. Oh, on that section, he's still got a ways to go. It's, but you can see how many chips are all over the floor here. Um, and this is where there's also some big sort of blown over and lifted root fans where you can climb under and, and there's so there's just like holes and burrows. That's why when I first started investigating this without, you know, I didn't, at first I was just hoping to, I thought it might be otter, but of course it wasn't. It's beaver. And you can see a lot of its action all around here. Um, yeah, it reminds me of a time when I was a kid. Well, many times as a kid with uh, growing up here in Canada and swimming in the marshes with beavers and literally as a kid snorkeling into the 
deep marshes and shallow marshes, areas where the beaver nests were. And actually snorkeling right into the entrance and looking in there and stuff. And that's where there's quite often a lot of beaver turds in there. And uh, I'm just fortunate that nothing ever actually happened because they're actually quite big. But uh, one time when I was a kid, I did in fact step on a beaver with my bare feet when I was crossing a river. Ooh, the fish just jumped. And yeah, I'm looking at some lily fronds here that must have been under the water that have just been dragged up there green. Yeah, so I stepped on a beaver one time. My cousin was right behind me. I was in about chest deep water above a waterfall and it was in the middle of summer. I thought I was in my bare feet. I thought I stepped on a piece of moss. It was a beaver. Anyways, it swam up and I may have told this story in an earlier episode, but since I'm here talking about beavers, I couldn't help but think about that one again. And the beaver came up, slapped his tail right in my face and my cousin was right behind me. We were just kids. And off he swam. You know. Anyways, I'm in an area here which is, you know, very actively being used by beavers. You can see fresh chips. I've got a chew stick in my left hand and as evidence and I've also observed all these trails which are everywhere in here and you can see where they're doing their scent mounds. So and they're bringing up green vegetations. So yeah. And right now I'm crossing over another area which is all um, a bunch of chew sticks. So I'm really traveling and they're still on these trails, you know. And I'm about 100 feet away from that last bit of action. I'm coming through here now and there's just a bunch more. And I'm just watching, walking the shoreline edge and there's a felled little alder and or crab apple, probably a crab apple. Maybe it's one of those little Sitka alders. It's kind of hard to tell. And I'll saw the bark is chewed off. So, but I'm getting closer now. Yeah, this is a bigger one. It's probably about five inches in diameter, the part that's laying here. And it's just being chewed actively. And you can see chips all over the ground. So. You can see where it's all furrowed here, where the bee, oh, it's actively chewed almost into a chunk here that's about two feet, no, 18 inches long. It's just been segmented off almost completely. So I noticed some of those around his den. There's another one. So yeah, he's, seems to be carrying him over them like that. Like other times, like these are pretty big chunks like that he's, he's chunking out. I remember seeing them bringing lots of branches back east in Ontario and they'd stuff them in places under the ice where they could get them bunches of branches. But these are big chunks, like, I think they're eating that whole chunk of wood, not just the bark, if it looks like. Now I'm in the moss, it's all green in here because I'm away from the forest edge. It's just kind of drier up here. But it's also tangly full of downfall. So if I spin my head around and I look, I'm looking at beautiful spruce trees with covered in mosses on the trunks. It's kind of a boggy type forest. That's, it's got a lot of hemlock, and but also a lot of cedar in here and pine and spruce. I'm looking at it all right now. As I'm seeing it, I'm just kind of saying it. And But the understory is open except for a bunch of downfall. So kind of still have to navigate on the edge here of the lake. Because if I go in there too deep, 
even though it's open, no bushes, there's so much downwardy debris, it's kind of hard to clamber over. So I'm just going to keep clambering this way. And yeah, I did see three female golden eyes take off the water there earlier. And I can see some head riffles on the, on the water where there's, I'm imagining trout sort of moving around. Yeah, it's pretty cool looking. That's also probably some of the current places where the overhanging trees are. It's all calm everywhere on the water except for the shimmering and the little tiny currents and ripples. But under the big overhanging trees, there's lots of dripping water. So it's like raining under the trees onto the water, but just in those specific spots. Probably a good place for insects to fall down, land on the water with the raindrop. And up comes the stickleback, whammo. Eats a baby spider off the surface or a moth larva. Yeah, I'm coming over to that spot now, and I'm basically following. I'm going in between two furrowed trails of beavers, and I can sort of see a lighter one in the middle. But essentially, there's one main one, and, you know, oh, and then here's a big stick again. So this stick is, there's a bunch of sticks in here, and they're all just been worked over by the beaver's teeth. That one's about seven feet long, completely bare of bark. And like I say, this is a pretty bold beaver trail right on the edge of the open here. Like we used to, I used to follow these Eastern Canadian wolves around and they like to eat beavers. So a lot of the places we would go where the habitat was for these wolves would also include beavers. And beavers are a natural uh, component there. Isn't that a great word, component? Yeah, the beaver is a natural component of the ecosystem. Anyways, here, since we're talking components, at this point in history, the beavers have recently been reintroduced to these islands, and so that creates a bit of a perturbance in space-time with regards to the ecosystems. And here we are at the beaver hut. I think I might lay this little stick down and grab a better little treasure and bring it home to Kathy. Like a big gnarly one here, but it's just a, there's a couple of really big gnarly ones. I could take that one over there, but that looks like it's lunch. I think I might. How hard will it be if I take that? Ooh. There's, I'm looking right into his hole. There's a big hole. This one is actually on shore and looking in and I'm just expecting him to pop his head out of there uh, I can feel yeah kind of freaky I wouldn't want to get bit by that big old beaver right coming at you got my head bent down picking up one of his sticks and a freaking beaver comes and gets you and bites you on the on the freaking nose and then, or the ear or the cheek yeah I think I'll just get out of here. I'll take the little stick and get out of here before that happens. All right. Okay. Seeing as how I'm not quite that prepared regarding gloves. And my hands are getting kind of cold. So I'm just trucking now right up the shoreline. 
it's all very soggy it's wet and but there's no bugs <laughs> being February yeah. so next month I'll start thinking about the arrival of one of the water birds and we'll get all hyped on that I just thought I'd take another little stroll down here someplace I hadn't been and it's not too far from my home and seen some interesting things it still is a really nice forest even though I didn't have to drive four days to get here and uh, or walk four days to get here and I appreciate the opportunity to share that little ramble in the, the um, discovery of that beaver in there being so active. So I may in fact come back and try and observe sort of how it works out for that beaver this year. Now that I know there's an active beaver nest there, we'll see what happens. I know that there's a lot of talk about trying to remove beavers from the islands as they are introduced to the islands and have made some altering effects to the regional landscape and waterscape. Anyways, without getting in it too, too far, so there's a pretty good argument to get rid of them. But that's not what I'm doing, so I'll just observe them and see what's going on with the beavers this year. Now that we've located these ones, maybe I'll locate another pair. Because I'm kind of getting into these equestrian environments on the island. As I'm not really out in the marine environment that much anymore, it seems. And using my legs and walking around is pretty much free. Except for my new boots and the gas in the big green truck. But I'll be back to the small car soon. Yeah. I'm just going to sit here for a minute and observe this beautiful scene of the lake. So I'll say goodbye. See you next time.